this week, everything we're being asked of is all about balance, baby. We're about to look back, look forward, look deep, down, all around. What do we need to do to strike more chord of harmony over chaos? All of that and more is what we're going to get into today. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Hello, baddies. Welcome to your Cosmic Energy Report. This is for you. Just a little love letter from the universe, a little note of encouragement. How do we navigate these wild-ass, unprecedented times? Well, with astrology, of course. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. I'm your Cosmic Consultant. If you're new here, I am double Mercury-ruled. Virgo and Sun and Mercury in Virgo. So Mercury is about to station retrograde. So you're going to notice a lot of stuttering and stammering from me. It's just part of what happens to me during these times. I appreciate your patience. So I am going to break down the what you need to know, the 101, the 411, the who for, what do we need to know of what's going on out there in those planetary gaseous bodies. How does it affect us here on earth? How can we move through it with more awareness, more ease, more just mm, please and no thank you to the BS that's happening down on the extreme muggle level. You're here to ride high. You're a cosmic baddie if you're here. So welcome. I'm going to break down the big things happening this week is we have the sun just moved into Libra. So it's Libra season. Happy birthday to my pretty bitches, my Libras. You're all so gorgeous. It's actually not fair. I would hate you if I wasn't just so obsessed with you. I am married to one. All of my Libra friends are stunning. And you're also kind and you're generous AF and you're justice minded and you're easy to get along with. And we just love you for that. So happy, happy solar return season to my Libras. And we're also going to talk about the transit of the transits, the transit of the saison, which is Mercury is going retrograde on the 27th. I'm going to just break down what you need to know about that. In addition to my stuttering and stammering, what else is happening during Mercury retrograde? Before I do that, I will obviously talk about some of the things that happened in the last week ahead. Some of you messaged me that you've stopped watching the news because it's pretty intense in case we haven't noticed. And you've started just understanding what's happening via this podcast. I appreciate that. I'm also going to say I am nowhere even near any level of high integrity journalism here. This is basically like what I get from scrolling Instagram and, you know, subscribing to like NPR and the Betches newsletter and watching Trevor Noah. So I appreciate that. But I also like if, if shit's really going down, like maybe just like check in with someone besides myself. But I do appreciate that, especially on the weeks when like I you can't, you can't check in. A lot of you said you hadn't heard of the Nicki Minaj Ballgate thing last week. So I'm happy to report on, on those hard-hitting news topics. <laughs> okay, so we are going to talk about what happened the week before, how it relates to some interesting astrological transits. 
I'm going to give you your moon breakdown, your lunar loving, lunar emotional weather report, what's going on with the moon, so you can kind of understand how to best tend to yourself, your self-regulation, self-care, self-assurance as we move through the coming days. Before all that, you know, I love to make my Libra announce, my Libra, oh my God, my Virgo announcements. Look at this Virgo bitch. She just wants to be a Libra and be pretty and be popular. But it's like, no, Virgo, you're the, the kind of bossy one who's organizing things in the background. Like the Libras are the ones who are like, every, everyone loves Libra. And I always say, if you're lucky enough to be loved by Libra, you're lucky enough. Truly, my Venus is in Libra. So maybe that's why I'm like kind of taking ownership of this Libra energy right now. But my Virgo announcements, thank you all for your just support. I got so much birthday love. I was telling you, it kept pouring in. Oops, I just hit the microphone. And I also really loved all your support from, we had a podcast with Catherine, a Cosmic Fit Club community member. She's been with us for a year and she shared her story, her journey, and what the Cosmic Fit Club really means to her. And I just had so many DMs from all of you saying how touched you were, how moved by where you were by her and how you like saw so much of yourself in her story. So that was really cool. You know, speaking of the Cosmic Fit Club, it's open for another week. It'll be open through September 30th. And then the doors close. And we're about to go into Mercury retrograde. We're about to go into eclipse season. And then we're going to go into the last Saturn square Uranus of the year and Venus retrograde. So if you don't want to navigate any of that alone, come on in. We have a pillow fort. It's called the Cosmic Fit Club. We meet, we have live coaching calls every week. We have breath work sessions. We have energy healing sessions. We have intuitive movement. I do full moon coaching calls. The full moon in Pisces coaching call truly had me shook it to my core. I was crying multiple times hearing people share what they were going through, their wins. Also, you know, the things that they're growing through right now. And it was just fun. I get to like hold space for you. We get to, I pull cards, kind of give you some of my coaching advice. And we also do our new moon ceremony, which is intention setting. And these are just like the tools that I think every person who's trying to live in more alignment, more from a heart-centered place really needs. You can do it on your own, but it's so much better in community, baby. The more the merrier, truly, when we gather, magic happens. If you want in, you have the September 30th, you get access to all the coaching calls, but we also have a recorded library. If you can't make it to one or you want to re-listen to something, I love listening to the human design workshops by Cynthia. Her podcast episode just came out. If you want to go over and get to know her, she is a powerful, beautiful soul. Oh my God, she is such a channel for divine wisdom. In the Cosmic Fit Club, you get the community chat, the classes, you get your special premium astro dates, and you also get the texting if you miss the daily texting. We haven't started that up again because we've just been dealing with our texting provider and we might be like switching over. I don't know. Audrey's handling it all because she is a freaking G. She is a goddess. She is just the guru. She is the get shit done person. Dawas are going to be starting up again soon. So stay tuned. So all of that, you get in the Fit Club, $33 a month. This is our last big enrollment until the end of the year. So if you want to get in, come on in. Hello. Yeah, listen to Catherine's story. Listen to Cynthia. Don't just listen to me, okay? Like, and also, like, if it's not for you, good for you for knowing that. I appreciate discernment. It's very important nowadays. So that, and just as always, thank you for your ratings, reviews. I'm picking the Virgo season winner today. 
So if you want to get in to leave a review and a rating, you can enter to win the one-on-one reading for Libra season. I really appreciate that so much. I'm going to try and be a little snappy today. My sister's getting married this weekend. Shout out to Jenny Murphy. Honey, my youngest sister is getting wed. She is a Sagittarius. She is everything. She's a sommelier, a female sommelier. She just kills it in life. She used to work for me. She is a badass boss bitch with her Venus and Capricorn but a heart of gold, Mars and Cancer. I am so excited to celebrate her and her beautiful Leo husband-to-be. So I'm going to keep this snappy. Also, we got to get to the Mercury retrograde juiciness. So thank you for leaving those reviews. Let's talk about what the hell happened last week. The Pisces full moon was crazy. I also just want to honor that was really intense. Pisces full moons are super intense because they are the culmination upon culminations of all culminations. I cried Pisces film. I don't, I don't like I cried. I was feeling all the things. I had some old emotional wounds come up. I went for a dip in the ocean. I talked it out, leaned on my tools. I did some breath work. And you know what? I woke up the next day feeling the actual day of the full moon feeling amazing. So I just want to honor if any of you are in it, if you're feeling it, it's part of it. Okay. That's just part of what we do here. We are in a new karmic cycle. Welcome to it. Fresh ass chapter. Let's talk about some of the astrology of last week. So if astrology isn't real, then why? The one thing I really want to talk about was, and I don't even have the astrology of it, but did anyone watch the documentary Lula Rich? If you work for LulaRoe, I would love to hear from you. But if you haven't watched this documentary, it's on Amazon. And I didn't really know that much about it, but it's this like MLM, like girl boss, total crazy company that came out a few years ago. I saw them mentioned on Samantha B. It was the first time I heard of them. And I guess they sell like leggings and like Mormon fashion, like long skirts and very like modest cardigan sweaters. And I was like transfixed by this documentary. It's a four-part documentary. I watched it actually twice, which is I've never done that with a documentary. Like watched it twice back to back. I was captivated by the people who started it wild. I mean, these people got married and let's just say, spoiler alert, they're some of like their kids married each other, not related by blood, but just like that's just setting the tone for the hectic, chaotic pace of this documentary. I'm very fascinated with MLMs. I'm very fascinated with studying like the mindset and kind of the cults type behaviors that we're we're in a moment. You know, we're in Neptune and Pisces, square Sagittarius South Node. Pisces is, you know, spirituality, faith, but sometimes not seeing clearly. Sagittarius South Node is very much connected to religious groups, to cults, to didactic, dogmatic, ideological leaders, gurus. And we're seeing a lot of that. There's like kind of a lot of cults everywhere. If you want to learn more, this sounds like a cult podcast with Amanda Montel, and I forget the other person's name, is so good. I just remember Amanda because I read her book when I was studying about cults last Sagittarius season. If anybody has the birth info for these like founders of this company, please send them to me. I did see, I believe I did a birth chart for actual Lula Rowe, the company, and it's very interesting. I pulled the chart for the day of incorporation that I found on Wikipedia based in Corona, California. I hope that's accurate. It's a Taurus sun with a moon in Capricorn and actually a Taurus stellium, which is probably why they were so successful, why they made so much money. But it was really interesting. The Saturn's in Scorpio, like mine, Pluto and Capricorn, and has North Node in Scorpio, Lula 
row. And there's something about the North Node in Scorpio, this like getting to the bottom of stuff. It's like higher purpose, I think was almost to expose the truth of a lot of MLMs because what they did was so blatant. I guess, you know, you'll watch the documentary, but there's some things that were very obvious they did wrong, like making people spend, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on faulty, like moldy goods. It's like a $5,000 buy-in fee. They were consistent. They weren't a pyramid scheme. And they were telling people like, oh, if you need to make money, uh, that $5,000, like sell your breast milk. It was just so bananas. But the thing that really disturbed me about the MLM and really they're Mormon. And I, listen, I'm not like a Mormon expert, but I came from a very like fundamentalist Christian evangelical background. So I know how some of that can get a little, a little gnarly, a little hairy. And really like the company wasn't just selling clothes. It was sort of selling this like Mormon gender roles, like brainwashing about first of all, what you should wear, how it should be like conservative and modest and pure. And then also it was like women, like you're working from home and now you can make money and support your husband. But also it was like, defer to your husband. The documentary goes into all these like rules that like the women should follow. And like, they were encouraged to like not get divorced. And they also did like company trips to Mexico to get like liposuction. It was such a hot mess. So it was just a really interesting moment for me, especially with this like Sagittarius South note. I'm very fascinated by anything that is sort of under this cult umbrella. Okay. Moving on. If astrology isn't real, This past week in the news, we saw the Gabby Petito story. And if you want to go on Star Heel as an astrologer on Twitter, she was very interesting. Gabby Petito, very sad, very tragic. I'm very sorry. Sending love to her family. Rest in peace. Like, so heartbreaking. But the two things that were interesting about the week is she had her son and her Mercury, which is retrograde, is in Pisces. So this astrologer on Instagram said, I bet you, you know, full moons come to reveal things. She's probably gonna be found. And she was, she was found on the morning of the full moon in Pisces, which is so sad, but also like the spiritual, the karmic energy of Pisces and happy on that full moon in Pisces. It's like a deep shedding of the light. And I think the thing that really came with that story is shedding light on two subjects and the North Nodes in Gemini right now. So when we have things happening that are stories that are being that are going on, there's like two sides to everything. And there's like two sides within that. And we're almost in this like endless like peeling back of layers. And the two things that were exposed are, you know, we need to talk about domestic violence more often. There's so much shame, there's so much taboo around it. It's like we only find out about domestic violence story when the person's out or when it's too late. So we need to normalize those conversations 100%. There's a bunch of stuff happening with the asteroid Vesta this week that supported that. And the other thing that came out of this was that obviously the media went into a frenzy. She is, you know, Gabby Petito is young. She is blonde. She fits like every single like Eurocentric beauty standard, cisgendered, straight white woman. And the media went bananas for her loss when, she, when we couldn't find her. The internet came together and it was a whole thing, too much to unpack here. But the thing that was sort of like shed light on it and the disturbing fact and numbers was there's all of these indigenous women and indigenous people that go missing every year. And we turn away from that. We like have this almost like chosen ignorance. And I saw that even in the same state she went missing, there's 710 indigenous women reported missing from 2011 to 2020. And that's just really disturbing and not okay. And the fact that it's not brought up in the news, it's not brought up in the mainstream, left, right. This week really brought attention to, to me, 
I, you guys probably hear me talk on here and probably think I'm like a devout, like liberal Democrat. I'm really not. I mean, yes, it's like lesser of two evils, but I think the whole political party is there's so much corruption. There's so much complacency. There's so much toxicity. There just has to be such a revamping of the whole system because on both sides, no sides of the media covers those missing indigenous women. I only know about it because of, you know, social media. It's time for us to be better. It's time for us to be better. And I know there are a lot of organizations that are supporting that. NativeWomensWilderness.org. You can go under the hashtag like MMIW. There's coalitions out there. There are Kickstarters. There are funds. And now because of this, some of the more mainstream news is reporting on it. So I do believe that like, especially Pisces energy is here to heal and to unify the collective and to bring up like ending of karmic cycles. So I'm so sorry. And I'm sending, you know, so much love to Gabby and her family. And it's just, it's so heartbreaking, but I hope that I never would say like things like this happen for a reason, because that's trite and that's spiritual bypassy and that's bullshit. But I do hope that at least, you know, may her legacy not be in vain, may be an impetus, a catalyst for us to go deeper into these two subjects, into these, you know, looking at these two sides of life, domestic violence and the extremely startling number of missing indigenous women. Maybe, maybe use this and do something about it and bring national and community attention to it. Speaking of too, there was some bullshit this week. Again, I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but what really disturbed me, I was like disturbed by so many things this week. And then pictures and videos emerged of border control, border patrol agents whipping Haitian refugees on horseback. And I couldn't let this podcast go by without acknowledging that is extremely disturbing. And then I watched a press conference with the White House, Jen Psaki, really doing the the shuck and jive, not taking accountability, acting like they didn't know about it. And I'm just going to use this moment to say like, that's bullshit. I am not someone who's going to blindly like, yes, everything the Democrats do is perfect. That is fucked up. And we need better we just need better, better government, better representation, better public policy, better treatment of humans. My heart just broke. I would not watch the video. It's very upsetting. I didn't see the video. I saw a picture. I don't like the spreading of like torture porn on Instagram. But if you're looking for a way to get involved, hopeforhaiti.com is a reputable, from what I understand, resource for taking donations because there is so much suffering going on there. There's so much especially after the earthquake there. So if you want to help or spread awareness, I would go through them. And I'm going to look out for ways too that we can make a ruckus and make a noise if there's like petitions going around. If you find one, slide into my DMs because like that's some bullshit. And of course, if that happened under the Trump presidency, we'd be hearing about it nonstop and it'd be like an outcry. The truth of the matter is we were fucked up way before Trump. He just like was like ink in the water that just helped us see where the oil was and helped us expose our shadow side. So in order for us to really unify and move forward in this Aquarian age, we need to take accountability for all parts of ourselves, especially I'm speaking here in the US. I know Canada had some wild stuff happen this week. A few of you slid my DMs with it, but that's just what I want to say about that. Let's talk about the moon. Okay, let's let's shift. Let's talk about the moon. Before we do, one bright spot of news, if astrology isn't real, then why did 
Pisces queen, Pisces archetype Brianna. She dropped like her new Savage X Fenty line collection. The announcement is coming out on the Pisces full moon. If you haven't also check out the video footage of her at this like seafood joint in like New York City at 3 a.m. She is wonderful. She is delightful. That is the Pisces energy I want from us all, from politicians, from influencers, from celebrities. She is so kind. She is so warm. She is so generous. She's just so laid back. And that full moon in Pisces came to remind me like this. This is what I want our leadership to look like. All right. So I wanted to end on a high note. Okay. Let's go into the moon report. Friday, the day of this podcast, we have the moon is in Taurus. When the moon is transiting Taurus, it's likely that we're going to feel like we want to ground down. We might feel like we want to be in our bodies more. We might also be feeling more possessive of our friends, family, money, things we own. So we want to really shine a light on these days of, you know, letting ourselves slow down, letting ourselves drop into pleasure. The things we want to look out for is we can get agitated on moon and Taurus days when we feel like two things happen, when we feel like we're being rushed. Taurus moon days do not like to be rushed. And when we feel like people are not valuing us or our things, our possessions or our resources, okay? And learn how to ask and advocate for that if you need to. Let's go into, so that is on Friday. And then we have Saturday, Sunday, the moon is in Gemini. And the moon in Gemini days, this is a great transit. Libra, Gemini, that's double air energy. You're going to want to really be social. You're going to want to really feel, sorry, this is through Monday too. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, double air. It's like talking, ideas, being social, have fun. Like these are two signs that are here. They're here for a good time, not a long time, baby. No, but truly like get out, be with people you love, like connect into your relationships. That's, I'm going to say, invest in your relationships those days, invest in making some memories, invest in laughter and curiosity those days. And then things you're going to look out for, you might feel really anxious those days because that's double air energy. The mind may be going a mile a minute. You might be excited. But just remember, sometimes anxiety and excitement is just actually good excitement, really busy. You just need to take deep breaths. Breath is the difference between you know, anxiety and excitement sometimes. So taking deep breaths, slowing down, you need to doing some good brain dumps. And also, I would say those days, the moon and Gemini days, focus also on listening twice as much as you speak. That's my challenge for you as you go out and you're social, when you're meeting new people or you're talking to people you love or talking to your significant other, try to listen twice as much as you speak. That's the challenge. Then we have the moon goes into cancer. Hello, Tuesday morning, Wednesday into Thursday. So moon and cancer days, you're going to feel like you know, a homebody, homebody 101, you might feel more emotional. You might feel more emotionally triggered. Everything just gets a little heightened. Um, you might also get really nostalgic, especially this is going to be now coinciding with Mercury retrograde. So just look out where you want to reflect on the past and you want to enjoy it and, and you know, learn from it and soak up the sweetness of it. But don't let the sweetness of it become, you know, give you a cavity. I had to think about that word for a second. Don't let the sweetness of the past give you a cavity. Don't chew on it for that long. Look back on the past, reflect on it. I would say to homebody, take care of your home these days. Retrograde, Mercury retrograde, go back, revisit some like home projects. If you haven't finished them, they're outlined. Use this time to do it. 
you know, go through, clean out, declutter a little bit, give your home some love. It's going to feel really good for Mercury retrograde to have your home feeling in order, tidy, like a beautiful, sacred sanctuary. And then just look out for those days. We can feel insecure, controlling. We could feel overbearing on others, like clingy. It's kind of like the shadow energy of like smothering energy. So just look out for giving people their space. No need to control, guilt, shame, manipulate other people. Just seeing if you're feeling hurt by someone, maybe you need to find a way to meet your own needs that day. And also tighten up the boundaries on those moon and cancer days. Always a good recommendation. All right, so that's your moon report. Let's get into Mercury retrograde, honey. Okay, so let's talk about it. Mercury retrograde is one of the biggest transits, obviously, at this week. But before we talk about what's going to go on in with that planet, that kooky, chaotic, mischievous planet of communication, technology, travel, cognition. First, you know, the sun moves into Libra. So Libra is the cardinal air sign ruled by Venus. And when the sun moves into Libra, it's a really beautiful time of year. We really start thinking about our relationships. We start looking at what do we value in our life? How do we tap into more beauty, more aesthetic? more balance, more harmony. And how do we really learn how to find common ground? That's it. Like we know the Zodiac wheel represents the map of evolution for a human's journey. And by the time we get to the Libra, it's like, okay, you've done this inner journey. Virgo tips over into, we start thinking about, you know, the outside world and Libra now is like, what do we need to know to relate and partner and have trust and intimacy and collaborate and work with someone else for the greater good. And that's a big part about Libra because Libra is beauty, is balance, it's relationships, but Libra is also the scales of justice. And we think about, I think about Libra as really the speaks to the most beautiful iteration, the most beautiful manifestation, the highest calling of relationship, which I believe is to do more together to do more good together than we could do apart, to help each other show up for the world in service, in truth, because you have someone to support you and hold space for you. And I think if you're someone who's looking for a partnership or you're in a relationship and you want to deepen it, I just recommend thinking about that, using that as a framework. It takes a lot of like the bullshit and the drama away from relationships when you think about like, okay, you know, I'm here to learn about myself, this other person. We're going to bring our own baggage. We're going to bring our own shit, all of our triggers and stuff. But also like, how can I use this relationship to show me maybe the things in my life and my field and my psyche and my consciousness that I need to clear so I can show up for the world more uh, authentically from a place with more love and more freedom? And how can I love someone in such a way that makes them also feel free and in a way that makes them want to grow and evolve? And then how can we bring our powers and our hearts and our brains together to create a ripple effect of love and warmth and acceptance and creating and fostering spaces for other people to be free in our family, in our community, in our collective, in the larger societal mechanism we're involved in. 
So that's why Libra, it brings in all of this. It's so many things and we talk about relationship, but I just wanted to kind of talk about it from a, a different, more like the shamanic astrology perspective speaks to Libra as that. And I just love it. And it's a time to enjoy love. It's also a time to like, what do you need to feel beautiful and to feel like lit up and in harmony with yourself? Because your relationship with yourself counts for relationships we talk about in Libra season. And kind of segue into Mercury retrograde. One thing I want to remind us that Libra teaches us um, that really good, conscious, healthy relationships need air, need space. All of the zodiac signs that talk about relationships, that's Gemini, Libra, Aquarius, that talk about you and the other are air signs. And that's for a reason, because we get into a relationship, we get into connecting with the people because of our hearts, but to keep those relationships going and to have them be meaningful and to have them be truthful and vulnerable, we need that air, that head energy. We need some detached, logical thinking. We need to sometimes also have people to look at the other person with a little bit of arm's length perspective. And we also just need space, space to breathe. We need to give each other a lot of grace and relationships, compassion, patience. And we also need space to come back to ourselves and taking that time to check in with ourselves, quiet down, reflect, whatever you need so that way you can go back to the relationship stronger. And that other person you're with, they need that too. So just know that relationships, they're like a dance. You don't have to be close together for the whole thing for it to be good. Okay. Think about like Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire or anyone on Dancing with the Stars. Shout out to our friend of the podcast, Amanda Klutz for being on Dancing with the Stars, by the way. But like, there's that like apart part, you're twirling, come back together. I think there's something in our society where we tend to really like freak out when those moments were a far apart in a relationship. That's fine. It's fine. It's part of the air we need. It's part of the harmony, disharmony, repair cycle. So just trust that. So with that being said, we're moving into Mercury retrograde and Mercury is in Libra. So this retrograde cycle relationships and how we relate is going to be front and center. Okay. So first things first, this is the last Mercury retrograde of the year. So that's the good news. That's amazing. This is also just an astrological phenomenon. It happens four times a year. It usually lasts about three weeks. And Mercury retrograde just occurs when the Earth orbits the sun at a different speed than the other planets. And the illusion sort of emulates this backward effect in the sky. But what it does is it just puts Mercury in the gut. It's like taking a break. So Mercury is the fastest moving planet and it's all about things that are fast, thought, communication. What moves faster than our mind? What moves faster than our words? Nothing, right? There's no limit on them. Um, It also rules technology, travel, communication, like I said, but, you know, during this time, yes, like the internet kind of went through this phase where they made everyone like freak out and get scared of Mercury retrograde. And I'm like, don't be scared of it. But then some people now are just like, don't be scared of it. But I, I want to just land in the middle and say, don't fear it. Don't be scared of it, but respect it. Just like any astrological weather, understand it, pay attention, listen to what it's telling you because there is a divine design. There is medicine. There is a message. There is guidance in listening to the astrological transits. We move very fast as humans. 
we know this and it's only gotten faster. We live in a very like mercurial society. We are constantly connected through our phones, through social media. We're on the go. There's so many ideas, travel. We're not limited by like anything. So especially now, Mercury retrogrades, they're like a rest that we get and a reset. And I like it. You know, have my son and Mercury in Virgo ruled by Mercury, my North Nose in Gemini ruled by Mercury. So I feel it. Like my Chiron's in Gemini. When Mercury goes retrograde, I really feel it. Like it really affects me. My Mercury is a mischievous prankster, trickster. I've had so many weird things happen to you. I, I can't even begin to tell you, but last year on the day we found out about the election results during Mercury retrograde, my phone just went missing, like from my hand, packing up my car in my driveway, never to be found again, never spotted on find my iPhone, just vanished. It was like an offering to Mercury. And that was fine because I had an altar out for the election. And if that's what Mercury needed, that's fine with me, baby. It's all good. It's all good. But Mercury retrograde, I do respect it. And I like it because, like I said, we move really fast. And to use these few weeks as a time to pull back and reflect and not go so fast and not make any impulsive decisions and look back at the things you started, revisit you know some of the conversations you had, reassess where you're going, reorganize. feels really good actually, allowing ourselves that. You're, you're going to love Mercury Retrograde, right? You hang out with me, kid. You're going to love Mercury Retrograde. Weird shit will happen. But also Mercury in shamanic astrology, especially is the trickster planet, is this mischievous planet. So I think that Mercury retrograde wants us also to just not take ourselves so seriously and laugh at things. Okay, so we're going to focus when Mercury is in retrograde on the rewords, reflecting, remembering, redoing, revisiting, like I said, reassessing, anything with a re, redoing, going back, closing out loose ends. And this is going to help us really move through the next chapter with more clarity. And like I said, because this is in Libra, the sign of partnerships and balance, you might notice some like miscommunications or things coming up in your relationships, whether those are romantic, professional, personal, that's like, oh, okay. Yeah. This was something that was kind of like swept under the rug or wasn't really handled a few months ago or in the beginning part of the year. And now it's time to really like address it and, and really redo it. And we're going to work on a few things for Mercury Retrograde. We're going to work on slowing down, doing less, all those re's I said. You're going to be really careful with your words. And I really recommend, again, I said it before, but listening twice as much as you speak. And also really making sure, double checking before you click send on anything. Mercury is a trickster, communication, technology. So whether that's making sure you're not replying all with your whole team on an email where you're like, talking about something private, whether you're making sure you're not like sending your sister, you're surprising her for her birthday, you send her your airline tickets by accident, or just making sure you're not sending nudes to your partner's grandma by accident. Okay. That is something that may or may not have happened to one of my clients during <laughs> but it wasn't just the grandma. It was a whole family group chat. Okay. That's on that. That's on respecting Mercury retrograde because it's like slowing down. That kind of stuff happens when we're moving fast, when we're distracted, when we're scattered, when we're not present. 
So here's just some of the stuff you have to know. So Mercury retrograde already started. The pre-retrograde shadow began September 6th. So when you look back, what was going on September 6th? What was the, some of the issues, some of the maybe little wrinkles, some of the stumbling blocks, or both just like well, the tone? That's setting the theme. That was giving you the like coming attraction. That was the introduction, if you will, to Mercury retrograde. And then Mercury retrograde officially kicks off September 27th. And it goes through October 18th. And then it's going to wrap up in its post-shadow, which is like the cool down, the integration. And that goes through November 2nd. And here's what I'm going to tell you. This is how I'm going to start to wrap up. I'm also kind of like whispering because it's it's getting, it's it's a whole thing. I have a lot to build my house. I think I'm doing my podcast, like my secret astrology podcast with my friends in my clubhouse. Here's the thing. This Mercury retrograde is going to feel really hard going into it. We have Venus in Scorpio. We have some challenging other aspects as we're going into this. You know, we're coming off of this full moon. Uh, there's lots that happening. Then as we move out, I promise you it's going to feel better. The end of this Mercury retrograde has a chance and opportunity for you to really be clear and really let go of people who are not serving you, you know, letting go of people who are just not meant to be in your life, but really strengthening the relationships that are good, that are your core people and using those relationships as a buttress, as a foundation, as a strong, you know, a source of strength as you go into this next chapter and manifest your desires, you know, go after maybe you want to change your career, maybe you want to move the people in your life, your relationships, your partnerships, can play a very key role in supporting you in that if you pay attention to Mercury retrograde and what it's going to show you. And I'm saying that because we're going to hit the Mercury retrograde halfway point around October 9th. And then when we tip over that edge, we're going to start to feel like, oh my God, we've ra- come over a, a hill, it was rainy and we you know came over the hill and now we're on this horizon. The sun's coming out. October 15th, the sun is going to form a really beautiful, positive trine with Jupiter and Aquarius. Trine is a harmonious energy. They're going to be speaking to each other. And that's going to bring us new opportunities to like learn something new, get a new perspective on our vision, opportunities to explore the world around us. I would look out for something really hopeful and optimistic happening that day. And then we're also going to feel by the end of Mercury Retrograde, we're going to have all these planets going direct. We have, you know, October 9th, like I said, is the halfway point. That's going to be the Mercury Kazemi day. And then we have October 11th, Saturn, big daddy, Saturn, the kind of the rule maker, the taskmaster, the army, the drill sergeant, Saturn is going to go direct. That's going to feel good. And then October 18th, Mercury is going to station direct. And so is Jupiter. So all these like big retrograde planets, big plants have been retrograde, they're going to go direct as Mercury does. It's going to feel like, oh, so much clarity, so much openness. You're going to feel light. You know that feeling when you've like cleaned out your inbox and your closet and you cleaned out like all those bags of clothing from like Goodwill in your car and all of a sudden you just feel light and zippy and you feel just 
on it. And you're like, yes, new lease on life. That's the vibe at the end of this, all right? If you pay attention to your assignment, I'll be talking more about Mercury retrograde here. You know, let me know what you want to know about. Slide into my DMs at I am Maddie Murphy. If you have like questions, reflections, if some of this hits for you, if some of this resonates, let me know what your vibe is, what's going on. And, you know, tag us in your photos at the Cosmic RX. And let me know if there's something you want to know specifically, obviously always about the astrological transits coming up or, you know, how to really thrive in Mercury retrograde. And in the meantime, just back up your phones, back up your data. Don't sign any big contracts. If you can, if you have to, it's fine. I'll talk about another podcast, but uh, I signed buying a house during Mercury retrograde. But if you can avoid making big like impulse decisions, you can wait, fine. If you already know what you're doing, sign the contract. Keep water away from your devices. And last and probably most importantly, double check those recipients, especially on your NSFW snaps, okay? Just gonna check those recipients on the nudes, all right? So we're gonna talk about all of this and more next time. We're gonna dive deeper into it. In the meantime, just go slay, go share your stardust with the world. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic RX, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you cosmic baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.